Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. Very good Wednesday to you, Mzanti. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. The show is produced by Hazel Marcuseni. And our technical producer for today is Gantu Kwinika, but I think he's looking over Oscar Thomas's shoulder to make sure that he does the right thing. You may reach us on 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm, or at Shadow Twala. Now, on the show today, we talk to young women in male-dominated sport. First, Michelle Wares, who's the manager of SWD Eagles rugby team. Amanda Zamini is midfielder, who represented the South African women's national football team in London and now plays for UJ. Dinesha Devnarian, cricketer and coach for the KZN women's team. And boxer, Kolosa Ndobaini, SA champion in the lightweight division. But first... Chew on these wise words, the lunch bite on SAFM. Now, do not miss experiencing the moment by always viewing the world through the lens of a camera. How many times have you witnessed a spectacular view and experienced the moment secondhand? It's good to take pictures, to have reminders of special occasions or people, but it can too easily become a substitute for being fully present in that moment or retaining it in the mind's eye. If it's all about capturing a moment in order to look at it in the future, it is to miss experiencing the moment itself. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. Well, Michelle Wears is one of those women who decided to cross the divide of male and female sport. She's an advanced regional court prosecutor as well, and also team manager of the SWD Eagles rugby team. Michelle, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Shadow. Uh, good day. How are you? I'm good, thank you. From prosecutor to rugby, I mean, how do those two come together? <laughs> I think it's both challenging, and uh, both uh, have been a, man, a man's world for a long time, but we're taking over. <laughs> we are, hey, slowly but surely. Now, tell me, yeah. what, what attracted you to rugby itself? I think the passion for, for the sport, um, it's actually quite interesting because I, I've, I've been a provincial tennis player myself, but I haven't been involved with rugby. Mm-hmm. But I was um, asked by, by the SWD rugby to, 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 to get involved. And from 2005, I've been involved with this team. Did you have to know a lot about the game before you got involved? Because, I mean, from tennis and also not having any experience in rugby, they, they approach you to look after the SWD Eagles um, what sort of work did you have to do? I think besides managing the team, you should have knowledge about the sport. Uh, I've been, been a rugby lover, just watching it for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've learned a lot uh, through, through the time. But I think it's, 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 it's uh, um, has something to do with my, my job as well, where you have to, do with, have to discipline the players mm-hmm. and, and manage them well. And I think my experience in my job has helped me a lot to do that. And and the team itself, I mean, managing the team, I, I, I think I saw a group of very enthusiastic young ladies and, you you know, uh, just to get that spirit and inspiration going, what do you have to do? Uh, besides being a manager, I think you also have to be uh, uh, a friend as well. And, mm. and uh, we, we actually like a family and... Um, We've come a long way. Most of those players have been playing for more than 10 years. So oh they know goodness. the discipline and that they have to be, be, be part of rugby. And um, we, are, we are a big family, so it's, it's, it's quite good to manage them because they have discipline. 
and attracting young girls to the sport itself. How do you go about it? We uh, we we develop uh, young players uh, from the age of like fourteen, from four, uh, thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, we, we 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 go to the schools and ask them uh, what the interests are. And um, it's amazing how many players, how many girls are interested in rugby or to play rugby. Really? Yes. <laughs> so your team, SWD Eagles, what does SWD stand for? Southwestern Districts. In the Western Cape? It's in the Western Cape, the Southern Cape area, George, Otsuran, Mosul Bay, Naifna. Yeah, the Southern Cape. And what sort of competitions have you won? You've been you've been leading the team since 2005. Just give us the history and background and what you've done since then. Okay, when I became involved in um, 2005, they played in the bottom league. They played like, teams like Rickworth, Falcons, uh, Griffins. And since then, they uh, were, were promoted to, to the B section, where they won the B section. In the past two or three years, they've been playing in the top league. Uh, against teams like uh, Western Province, the Blue Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so, and, and have they uh, won any? Excuse me? Have they won any of those games against Blue Bulls and, and Western Province? Okay, it, 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 it has been tough going in, in, the, in the top section. Mm-hmm. But I think the experience they've, uh, they've learned in, in the top league has made them better players. We actually produced some uh, Springboks oh, wow. uh, in the recent years. Oh, wow. And, and yes. how does it help them with their studies, uh, being part of the rugby team? Uh, you know, we, we, we're very accommodating, especially with, with students. Um, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good balance between sport and, and studies. Because when they, when they have exams and stuff, we accommodate them to, to, because that's a priority. Mm-hmm. And especially with their work as well, because this is a part-time thing. They're not mm. professional players like the men. Mm. So it's a part-time thing, and we have to be accommodating with students as well as people who work. Is there room, though, uh, to become professional and hopefully play for a men's team? Um, you know, we've moved from the past, the past two years. Uh, FA Rugby, has, has, uh, like a, the, the, especially the seventh squad, the seventh team, um, who are busy qualifying for the Olympics. Um, they have contracts, uh, professional con- or contracts, um, where they get paid. But with the first teams, uh, uh, SST, uh, we don't, the girls don't get contracts as well as provincial. So it's, 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 uh, quite a long way to go. It's still an amateur sport. So girls are playing rugby on a part-time basis. Mm. Um, now, if somebody's listening and is, is not in the Western Cape and would like to put together a rugby team, how a girls team, how would you advise them? Okay, uh, if you want to put a rugby team together, they uh, have to uh, approach their local union. If you're in the Western Cape, Cape Town, you can go to Western Province, mm-hmm. uh, Southern Cape, SWD, you can contact them, or uh, in any other province, you, you, you have to contact the, the local rugby union and to register the team and take part in that local competition. Mm-hmm. When's your next game, Michelle? We were playing the Sharks next week in George. Ah. Uh, it's it's going to be our last game uh, for the season, so hopefully it's going to be a good one. And where 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 are you playing in George? Uh, out in Equa Park. Okay, and everybody can that come and... That will be at, at 4 o'clock, yeah. At 4 o'clock, and everybody can come and watch, eh? 
they they're welcome to come and watch. <laughs> do you do you have a, a website or a contact number that people can can find more information at? Okay, the, um, the office contact number is FWD Rugby Union. They can contact uh, Martin the Post um, at O double four eight seven three O one three seven. FW Rugby also have a, a, a website, so they can approach that. Mm-hmm. Um, me myself, they can contact if they want. If they're interested, it's uh, my number is O eight three nine five double two five nine zero. Well, thank you so much for making time and and well done with the girls, hey. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks, Michelle. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, those numbers again: zero eight three nine five double two five nine zero or SW Rugby on the website. Coming up, Amanda Zamini uh, is a footballer and plays as a midfielder, and uh, she represented the Banyana Banyana football team in twenty twelve in Lon- in London, and we'll talk to her after this. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. Now, Amanda Zamini joins me now on the phone. Hello, Amanda. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. How are you, ma'am? I'm good, thank you. I'm, uh, can I call you Doki? Yes, yes. <laughs> How did you like <laughs> How did you get the name Doki? Um, when my mom was, was carrying me, um, she just fell in love with Umtuloga Toki Toki at the time. Mm-hmm. So because she was dancing and driving to those grooves, then she just decided to give me the one Toki. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't inherit yeah, the talent of singing at Toki Toki, but then I just probably just found and fell into into sports. Well, I, I thought Toki was because of the way Utega Nakon. <laughs> no, and you know the, the the funny part is that um in the Tosa language Utoki is a little puppy. So oh. every time I told my friends that my name is Toki they'd laugh at me because they're thinking, But how did your mom call you a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about your, your your journey as a as a footballer. Uh, w- when did it begin? Well, it started at the age of 11 when I used to just accompany my brother to the soccer field. Um, I just, I just wanted his company. I never really wanted to play with them until this day when they were a man short and then they decided to ask me to play. I thought they'd feel me as a, a goalkeeper because that's normally what they do to girls. But uh, to my surprise, I ended up being an infield player and it just started from there and never looked back. And how how did did it change your upbringing? I mean, being around uh, young men because we're always trying to keep our girls away from the little, from young men uh, for obvious reasons. But how, how were you received by the boys, and and how has it changed your life just doing a, a male sport? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd just say it really um, it, it molded me. Um, I, I was very grounded and very disciplined because. I was committed to the sport that required me to be at training at a particular time. And from training, never really had much time um, to myself, but I, I had to do my schoolwork immediately after. Mm-hmm. So um, I was very concentrated in what I was doing. And um, it also helped that my brother was in the support team because then I wasn't bullied around. <laughs> um, I was protected. And being the only girl, it felt like I had more brothers than, than men teammates. So I was I was just really just focused on what I was doing. And and did you keep lots of uh, girlfriends because I suppose they were doing dancing and other things <laughs> as opposed to they played netball. I actually lost uh. um, uh, plenty of girlfriends because um, they thought it was the uncool thing to do to be playing around with boys. But um, I think when I look back at my life now, most of my girlfriends 
probably have kids. Um, some, fortunately, are married, but um, I think I was very uh, grateful that at least I escaped those um, social ills that we were faced with, you know, during our time, uh, teenage pregnancies, um, drug abuse now, and I was able to focus on my school because really football um, just gave me that um, something fresh that I could focus on and really balance with my, with my education. So when did it start becoming a career or when did it become serious that, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm a goal scorer, I can do this and, and, and signed up with, with, with a, a team? Um, it, it started when I had to leave uh, Harding, my hometown uh, for Durban. That's when I wanted to now start playing with an all-girls team. Mm-hmm. So um, immediately when I had to leave home, my mom didn't like the idea because in, in our culture, it's normally the boys that leave home mm-hmm. in pursuit of their careers or their jobs. Mm-hmm. But this time around, it was a young girl. And I think at the age of 14, um, I was still needing that guidance from parents. Nice. But I just, you know, pursued my career and followed my dream. I was in school. Um, the environment was conducive enough that I could develop my talent. And when I was spotted in 2007 by coach Augustine Magalakalani, the former head coach of Banyana, mm-hmm. I think that's when I really then decided to take this seriously because I never thought that I was that good to be recommended to the national team. So what have been the highlights since uh, 2007? Because I know you, you represented us in 2010, but what was going on in between? Um, in between, um, you won't believe this, Ma, but um, I, I actually sat bench for two years and never really started a game. Wow. So I was caught up uh, in between quitting football completely or mm-hmm. I had to just wait for my turn, of which I didn't know when it was going to come. Mm-hmm. But then in 2010, when I played and became the, the, the most valuable player of the tournament, and the following year, 2011, I was captain, the national uh, captain. It just didn't make sense because I was at the brink of, of quitting, but because I really loved what I did, I just soldiered on and, you know, persisted. And until my time came, my highlights, I would say, would have to be um, leading the national team. And and have you kept count of the goals you've managed? Uh, yes, um, <laughs> still on 24, 24 goals. <laughs> and what's your target? Um, let's say 30, because right now I'm targeting 100 caps. I'm on 88 now. Mm-hmm. So I think by 100 caps, I should have 30 goals by then. And what's upcoming for you now? Uh, are, we, are, we, are you playing uh, an important game soon that we can watch and support you in? Yes, so we have the All-Africa Games that are coming up. Um, they start on the 3rd of September until the 20th of September. They are in Congo, Brazzaville. And um, immediately after the first week of October, we play our last our final match that will determine whether we qualify for the Olympics in Rio next year. Now, is there an age limit with regards to you um, playing football or, or, you know, being part of a, a huge team and, and the, 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 the national team? No, there's there's no age. Um, we actually even have like our juniors who are like 16, 17 that are coming in, mm-hmm. um, a fresh breed of players. And I think the eldest uh, was Portia Medici at 31, 32. So we still have quite a young squad of people that are still capable of going the extra mile, even going to their late 30s. Is Portia still playing? Uh, Portia unfortunately has has retired. Um, I think she bowed down on a very high note mm, when she was mm. uh, crowned as the sports star of the year, mm-hmm. um, having 100 caps and um, 150 and 100 goals. So I think she bowed down at a very very high note. Now, uh, do you make good money like the guys do? 
not at all. I'd be lying if I, if I say we made uh, money at all. Um, I always say it's, it's, it's an incentive more than a salary. Um, but I think, you know, people always say we need to appreciate that we represent our country. But in actual fact, it's our career. We spend so much time and sacrifice quite a lot um, to put into that uh, spectrum of representing the nation. So we should be um, awarded or acknowledged in the same way that the guys are, are being awarded and acknowledged. Have you looked beyond the borders of South Africa to be spotted and play for an international team? Um, I have. I have. Um, 2012, after the London Olympic Games, I was uh, recruited by Bristol uh, in England and Liverpool. But unfortunately, things didn't go uh, very well with our agents and a little bit of corruption. But um, mm. I'm still looking, hopefully, in Germany next year. But um, for the time being, I'm just concentrating on the task at hand, and that is for us to qualify again um, for the Olympic Games. Do you have a favorite female footballer that you'd like to emulate? Of course. It has to be Pusha Matisse. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Uh, I, I always just admire and marvel uh, at her skill whenever she is at training and just her, her hunger for success and, and, and win. She's so competitive. We even fight sometimes at training because I'm like, you need to calm down. But she says, no, I need to win now so that I understand. I take that mentality into our game. So I really admire quite a lot in her. So what about the conversations that happen on the field when you're playing? We watch guys who fight a lot, who, who say nasty <laughs> things to each other. Who, what, what are the challenges? And, and the, what's, what, just take us onto the, uh, onto the pitch and, 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 and tell us some of the uh, little stories that we miss when we watch the game. Well, um, with us girls, we, we, we understand that we, we're a bit sensitive. But then at the same time, on the football pitch, you really have to be honest because if you're not, uh, one won't uh, pull up their socks or, you know, um, try and, and make the right decisions. But we need to be very assertive. Our coach, Coach Vera, was shouting at us uh, in our previous games. She asked us, um, Amanda, do you guys get angry? I'm like, Coach, no, not really. She's like, but why don't you get angry when your teammate isn't performing the way that you want? Mm. So you, we just try to, to, to kind of not be sensitive, not be too hard or on, our, on our teammates because we know that we go take things very personally. Uh, we don't really let things slide, but we always try to, to, to push one another. We have our own meetings uh, before the game and after the game, so that kind of helps uh, in terms of communicating so that we do not really lose our temper with one another on the field. Okay, so what happens on the pitch stays on the pitch, really. What um, happens on the pitch stays on the, on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell, me, tell me then, when a young girl's listening to us now and she really wants to play, um, and uh, would choose football, what's your advice? Well, for me, it would be the passion or the dream starts at a very early age, obviously in high school or wherever, but um, you really need to pursue it. You need to take it seriously. And um, it won't happen unless you educate yourself because I always say you want to play football, but you don't want to educate yourself. How will you be able to grasp the, 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 the technical abilities and all the education, the tactics that we work with on the field? So for you to, to understand it easier, you need to educate yourself. But also, after matric, go get a sports bursary. There are uh, universities around the country that offer these um, sports bursaries. We just need to be very inquisitive, um, not expect things to land on our laps. But if you really want to make something out of your out of your sporting talent, then you need to to, to, to get the necessary information. I've actually travelled also and, be, and let um, the um, university uh, national team 
to the World Student Games in Russia where we came forth through the university where they gave us sports bursaries, we were able to compete uh, internationally. So it's quite possible. Uh, people shouldn't just limit themselves in wanting to be a good banana banana fan, but just go more and in depth with football. It doesn't really start or begin or end with banana banana. There's quite a lot that they can achieve. So they must be rooted in their studies and yeah, just keep going for it. Really treat your, 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 your talent as a career and, and a great discipline. So I take it you, in your downtime, you, you tuned on to Supersport or something like that and watching, watching football? Uh, yes, I actually <laughs> even have to analyze because I'm one of the analysts uh, on, on the panel. So I really watch a lot of football now. And the, 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 the craziest thing, again, is that I don't really love watching football. I don't at all. You don't? It's even difficult to watch myself when I have to review my video clips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of it before, but I'm just one of those people that don't watch themselves. I don't watch football, local or international football, but because now I have to work at Supersport, I need to watch, I need to do my homework and research. So do you, do you, do you play then? Do you sit and play uh, games on, 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 on television? I've got a, um, I've got a, I've got a, a, a daughter, a granddaughter, in fact, who does that because she wants to be a football player. But she plays, she plays, she plays on television. You know, all of those games on TV. Do you do that? I don't, I don't even play those games. Where I like <laughs> anything that has football. I feel like I've played football all my life. I can't in my downtime then um, want to play video games, football, or even watch football. I need to do something totally different. And I think that's why I'm in love with basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, the man in your life is a footballer? I don't have one, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that's because you're a footballer? I, th- I think so. I think so. I think in the, in the past times, the traveling has gotten a bit too much. And um, I wouldn't dare sacrifice my, my career for um, someone who doesn't really support what I do. Oh, fantastic. Well, well yeah. done. And well done to your mother, Doki. Thank uh, you very much. She must, be, she must be very proud of you now. She is very proud, but she hardly shows it. Um, <laughs> every time I play the greatest game of my life, she'd say, you didn't play quite too well today. What happened? <laughs> Do you know why she does it? To keep you trying to be exactly. the best. And yeah. I think even to keep me grounded at all times. Oh, no, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes. We're very proud of you, and, and, and we'll, we'll keep following your work. Huh? Thank you very much. Huh? You take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. That is Amanda Toki Zamini, who is, uh, now plays for UJ University of, of Johannesburg. When we come back, uh, Dinesha Devnerian, she's the Protea women's cricketer and cricket coach for the KZN women's team. But first, we go to news headlines with Sir Utsile Sako. Okay, and Natalie Germanos is at the first ODI, South Africa versus New Zealand uh, cricket game. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Shona. Thanks very much. At the moment, South Africa are 60 for one, and we're into the 14th over. South Africa were asked to bat first, and have so far lost the wicket of Mornay van Vag. He was caught by Nathan McCullum in the Gully region off the bowling of uh, Mitchell McConaughey, who decided to go from over the wicket to around the wicket, cramped up the right hand of a room, and in the end he was gone for 16 from 22, with three fours to his name, and South Africa at that stage were 46 for 1 in the 9th over. Now Riley Rousseau and Hashimamla are at the crease with Rousseau on 2 and Hashimamla on 32 at the moment. South Africa's run rate is about 4.5 to the over and it's definitely slowed down quite a bit after the wicket of Mornay van Vag but as I'm talking to you, Riley Rousseau has just hit his first boundary straight down the ground to move up to 6 
and to move South Africa's score up to 64 for one after 14 overs. New Zealand have kept South Africa pretty quiet and their spinner Isodi came on in the last over and bowled a maiden over and from New Zealand's point of view if your spinners can do that obviously it makes a big difference and there was a bit of turn and bounce for him as well. Nathan McCullum opened the bowling with Adam Milne so so far so good from New Zealand's point of view after they chose to bowl first but they've just picked up the one wicket of Mornef and Vague. Currently South Africa are 64 for one after 14 overs. Rousseau is on 6 and Amla is on 32. Natalie Jamanis for SFM Sport. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. And I'm so glad that Dinesha Divnerin is here talking to us about cricket. She's the proto women's cricketer and cricket coach for the KZN women's team. You heard Natalie Jamano's Dinesha welcome. Um, and she was talking about, you know, turn and bounces, boundaries, overs. But how do you learn that language? Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, how do you learn it? I don't know. Probably with years and years and years of playing the sport. Um, it's, it becomes your lingo at the end of it. You enjoy it. You love it. It just comes part of the habit years after years. So what do you think of that game? Have you been watching the game? The, the yeah, actually, yeah, um, actually, yeah, it's super sport. Um, I think uh, we've gotten into a pretty decent spot, bearing in mind the conditions that we play in. And I think just keeping wicked in hands is key now. And uh, hopefully we can post a good enough total there. So, I hope so too. How do you get into the game? I mean, how long have you been uh, playing cricket? Oh, it's been, you're taking me years back. <laughs> I, mean, I think I started, I started uh, at a very, very tender age of seven with uh, uh, KFC mini cricket and mm. slowly worked my way up until the ranks. There wasn't a year or two years break that I did. I mean, I was passionately in love with the sport. I just, from there, I'm, well, I'm 26 now, so... <laughs> You can't go do the math. I think that's 19 years. <laughs> but what what attracted you to the sport in the first place? I think I think I love the challenges of the the technical side of it. Um, it's not your average sport. There's a lot of technical, mental strength to it. Um, as you can see, the game is evolving. I think that's what the beautiful part about the game. And to be honest, when I first started playing cricket, I was I only had guy friends around, so. They played that, I played that, but I also played a bit of soccer. But cricket was more intriguing from a technical point of view. And it was just it was just fascinating, all the facets of it. And and what was it? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand why we don't have many female cricketers. What do you think people don't understand, especially women, about about the game? I think the first thing, it's, it's a male-dominated sport. Now, when I say male-dominated, I mean... That's the only thing you see in TV, and all you see is this hard ball coming at you, and you have to dive and stop it. You have to get hit a couple of times. I think to most ladies, that's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I don't think there's enough ladies out there that know that women's cricket is, is this big as well. Uh, there's a lot of strangers or people in the mall that see you with a shirt on, they'll say, hey, what you're part of? And then when you explain to them, they're like, I didn't ever know that. So maybe it's a little bit of awareness, and it's also maybe a little bit on the strength or the power part of the game. But I think awareness will start growing, and the more cricket, girl cricketers we have, then it's not so bad in the ball, it's you. 
and 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 it's, it's very unladylike, yeah. When you watch, eh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the diving and the yeah, spinning like and a couple of nails. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I take it you don't you don't go and you don't do your nails, do you? Uh, off season, uh, <laughs> when we do have a break, uh, we try and do get as much done. But just as you know, when you're on that field in the morning, that nail has got to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what have, what have been your highlights uh, in your career as as a cricketer? Um. There's, there's quite a few to mention. I think to top it off, just playing for your country and such a beautiful country, I'm, I'm actually honoured and blessed. Such a privilege to play for your country. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, like I've, I've retired two years ago and then I've been reinstated or I came out of retirement. Uh, I won the CSA Provincial Cricketer of the Year mm-hmm. and that was a huge step for me because I wasn't known for my batting and it was actually my batting that Maybe get the award, so I'm pretty chuffed about that. <laughs> and 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 now, how are you? How are you attracting young young girls to the game? Oh, uh, um, probably something you didn't know, but I just completed my level three practicals yesterday. Wow! So Congratulations. I'm actually a level, uh, hoping to be a level three coach, uh, waiting on appointment. So I'm I'm a coach full time as well. I'm employed by the Kids and Cricket Union, and I do as much coaching as I can in the area. Okay. So, and yeah. So provincially, in schools, clubs, all of that thing. Yeah. You 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 you've spoken about very highly by by um by your peers and and people that that work with you, and I, I think you're going to do an amazing job as as um as coach, eh? Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's such a different facet. I mean, to play and to be a coach, two different things. Uh, uh mainly from the coaching side, just to be an inspiration or just to be a make a difference in someone's life, whether it may be cricket or not, I don't think there's more greater monetary value or even life value on that. that that's like one of the most priceless gifts ever. Now, I want to know, and I've been talking to other other sports women uh, before I spoke to you, is, yes. is it a career? Can you make good money or uh, to survive, really, on, on cricket? Well, okay, let's, let's do it this way. Um, it boils down to a personality thing as well. Women's cricket is evolving. It's still in the developmental stages where it just became professional. I, I can't speak for the future or where it's going in the next 20 years and the next 25 years, but with the personality you have right now, if you're so content and satisfied with just the passion of the sport, regardless of how much money is in your bank account, then yes, it will be more rewarding than anything. But if you're the type of person that wants to go out there and achieve more, probably not. Not, eh? Yeah. So you need a second job? Yeah, well, if you look at it, I'm playing cricket and I still have my second job. It's, it's, I, you can make, you can make something of it. You have to be really, really professional at what you do. And trust me, there's like stuff like the Big Bash League that's coming up. Uh, this one of our teammates got accepted over there and that's a lot of money. Mm. But it's, it's, it's a lifestyle thing as well. Where would you like to see women's cricket in 10 years or 20 years? I know you said um, you, you, know, you have no idea what's yeah, going to happen, but what yeah, would you yeah. like to see happen? Where, yeah, where I'd like to see it go, I mean, I, I, already that they're professional, which I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about. I love the fact that they are. Hmm. I just want the girls in actual fact, because we are they're a bunch of very, very talented group of ladies. If we can break the knot into the top, one of the top nations and be in a test nation, and just perform to the best of our ability will be taken seriously. Mm. I don't expect us to get the same thing as the men. No, it's two different facets of the game. 
But what I want to be is be recognized as a driving force of women's cricket. That, you know, this South African lady is a top, top outfit and they should, should, they should be reckoned with. So you're saying both the men's game and the female game are different? In, 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 in terms, like, um, if you look at the, the strength side of the game, I, I don't know if a lady's going to bowl up to 150. Mm. I don't know if that's uh, mm. biomechanically possible. <laughs> but in terms of the, the, the technical aspects of the game, I think the girls are spot on. Fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you for talking to us, and we wish you all the best. And uh, continue to watch the game. Thank you to steal you away from it for a minute, eh? No, thank you so much, Sarah. <laughs> Pleasure being on your show. Thanks, Denisha. You Thanks. take care. You take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Denisha Devnerian, uh, who is uh, the Protea Women's Cricketer and Cricket Coach for the KZN Women's Team. When we come back, we're going boxing with Kolosa Ndobaini. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. Ukolo Sandubayini is the South African champion, lightweight division, who joins me now on the phone. Kolo, say hello. Hello, lightweight division, what is that? And yes, when doing? Okay, the boxer, lightweight division, division in Iowa boxing. Uh, it's 61.25. What, what is 61? Is, is it the weight? What is it? It's the weight, yeah, it's the weight. Okay. Mm. And, and why would you say boxing? Why do you choose boxing? Is, uh, we hear so many things about it, boxing, about how dangerous it is. Jonga, oh, Muhammad Ali and all of those people, Ngogu, Bengawaz, you know. Why, why did you choose boxing? They choose the boxing because the man cooler is calling what so your London experience is what made you love boxing and how many years ago you've been in boxing? Now four years in boxing. Now, four years. Okay, and how old are you? I'm 29 years. 29 years, and and yes. and what fights are you having at the moment that we can watch? Next week, and do you make a lot of money? And not yet because hey, I'm a fighter scars from from last year. Last year, I can deal with the whole year. It's not the whole year and all of the whole year. And so now this year, more than this year, at least I'm not in Fumane. I'm a fight. It's not just like a man who turned sports and they turned boxing. It's not just like. Mm. So, so uh, because you haven't had a fight to defend your title, 
over uh, for, for over a year and you're still training um when do you think you will get a fight i'm not sure i'm not sure but i'm not ready anytime one to fight okay and as i talking about running fight and the person do fight okay anytime the title yeah okay so how do we make sure you get a fight who's your agent my money, I have a manager, I have a coach. You have a manager and you have a coach, and who are they? Yes. How do we get hold of them? We, I, we need to set up a fight for you. You need to set up a fight for me? Yes. You can talk with my manager. Okay. Who's your manager? Mumalo. Mumalo is your manager. Good afternoon. Oh, hello, Mumalo. How are you? I'm good in yourself. I'm fine, thanks. Why haven't you found this girl a, 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 a fight? Hey, we are, we're trying promoters of signing contract two, three minutes. It's postponed or it's cancelled or the opponent ran away or something. Oh, are they scared of her? Yeah, maybe, but not really. Some of the girls say they want her. They want see, but I don't, I don't know. So we have been trying everywhere and fights postponed or sometimes whatever stories that we, we get. Okay. Who does she want to fight specifically? Does she have well, a target? Well, does she have a target? Uh, the, the girl that wants to fight her is not the popel. Aha. Yeah. Um and and where's the fight going to happen if it does happen? Well, depending on the promoter, you see when you get a promoter who can promote the fight, mm. then it will depend where is that promoter going to put up the fight. So Umano ha- agreeing with the sponsor as well. Malo, do you have a lot of uh, female fighters, female boxers? Uh, no, not really. I only got two. You've only but got other still in amateur. Yeah, I still got other ladies in amateur. Okay. Be training next year. Okay, and how do they look after themselves? Well, some of them they they they, they ended up uh, looking for temporary work. Because mm. mm. I mean, they cannot just sit and expect every day people. Who, if they help them, they can't help them for nearly over two, three years when they mm, don't get fights. Mm, mm. Okay, so we're going to ask you for your details just in case someone is listening and there are other ladies that are, would be willing and ready to, to fight or let her defend her title. And, and, okay. And her title is what? Her title is... Uh, light South African? S.A. title. Yeah, lightweight division. Uh, uh, lightweight, yes. Okay. So give us your details, Babunuman. Okay, uh, my name is Enoch Numalo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Do you have an email? My number. Do you need an email? Do you have an my email? email mm-hmm. My email address is mmw, double mm-hmm. F for Foxtrot, Foxtrot, mm-hmm. S for Sugar, mm-hmm. E for Echo, mm-hmm. C for China, mm-hmm. at mweb. Mm-hmm. So mwffsec. Yes. At mweb.co.za. Thank you so much for for being there, and 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 please thank Ukolo for for talking to us. Eh? Definitely. Thank and you. your number, ma'am. <laughs> it's I'm, my email. I'm not gonna call you for anything. No, 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 no. I'll give you. I'll give you my my email address. It's otherwise at safm.co.za. 
SA. No, otherwise at SAFM. Yeah. .co.za. Okay. Thank you, Mr. No, Malo. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. Hey? Boxing. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. It's time now for our children's program. Now, Levi.